Magneto Funky, Walkabout number 55. It's Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Hey, welcome, or welcome back. Larry here. This episode covers some of the accessories that go into the motorbike build, uh, basic parts as well as performance upgrades. Meanwhile, I get in a bit of birthday week joyriding before I do the four-foot tent practice session. The music features a few assorted seasonal spooky sounds. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Okay, that was Zombie Spy by the Vivisectors, a psychedelia surf band originally from Russia, relocated to Brooklyn, New York. That's founder Mike Vivisector Antipow, brother Ivan, and Brooklyn native Ronan Berry. It's off the album Weird Tales of Ghostly Islands, released May 24, 2016 at the Free Music Archive. And yeah, I let off with a clip from the classic horror flick Halloween. I'll sprinkle a few more of these with the rest of the music. Yeah, this is a laid back and often explicit, you bet your ass, personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on mobile energy independence and creative West Coast wanderlust. My pie page is 1223studios.com slash mwalk.h 
I'm on Instagram at mfunkywalk, on SoundCloud at mfunky, where episodes are up for a limited time, and despite Z-Dog not letting me post episodes anymore, my page is facebook.com slash larry.winfield.967. Okay, the itinerary this time out covers the accessories that go along with the motor-driven cycle engine, whether in a kit or bought separately. I split them into standard parts and custom upgrades. Uh, Column A is kind of obvious. The parts common to all kits, uh, like the fuel tank, fuel line, and valve, the base mount and brackets, uh, the sprocket, the throttle grip and cable, the kill switch, spark plug, uh, the big 415 chain, and the chain tensioner that some people don't use because if it malfunctions and jams up the wheel at speed, it can kill you. Some other miscellaneous parts depend on the engine size, but I'd also need a 415 chain tool that's, I don't think that's in many kits. Uh, Column B is what's left. Parts more likely replaced with upgrades, like a chain or belt drive torque converter instead of a clutch, an upgraded hush muffler, like an expansion chamber banana muffler with adapter, a high-performance air filter, a better carburetor, better CDI, or ignition coil, a much better chain tensioner, a hub-mounted sprocket instead of a rag mount on the spokes, Not to mention the right size rear sprocket for climbing hills and a pair of 26-inch wheels with heavy-duty 12-gauge spokes for the extra weight and higher speed. Some folks even add a big 4-liter fuel tank for increased efficiency. Now, I was going to add a big list of parts you need to make an average dirt bike a street-legal motorcycle in California, but frankly... A home-built bike kind of falls through the cracks. If the vehicle has a bike frame and pedals, most cops still consider it a bike, and some of the DOT regs just won't apply. I mean, according to the DMV handbook, at a minimum, a street-legal motorcycle must have tires with sufficient tread and air pressure for safe operation, uh, operable headlight, taillight, brake light, turn signals, a front and rear brakes, and a horn and mirror, one or two. And that's it. The most complicated bit would be the brake light, and no integrated system needing a bunch of wires and a 12-volt battery. Now, I do know the DOT will require a helmet and motorcycle-appropriate clothing for riding anything more than 50 cc's, but... This topic needs more research. Okay, Center Stage continues with the seasonal theme of Halloween-tinted songs with a mix of fairly recent to vintage tunes, all curated from the Free Music Archive, Bandcamp, and one pick from the website Unsigned Bandweb. Uh, First set opens with Ghost Surf Rock, a bit of post-apocalyptic surf rock by Loyalty Freak Music, a queer free music outfit against capitalism and fascism. This tune comes from the public domain album Witchy, Batty, Spooky, Halloween in September, released uh, September 28, 2018 on Bandcamp. Next up is No More Sea Monster by Snow Monster, a kid-friendly band formed in 2007 with Mabel, her brother Oscar, their dad Dustin, and a rotating lineup. It's off the album Stone Cold Treasures, released March 30th, 2011, at the Free Music Archive. Then, after a nod from Godzilla, we have Phantoms by Paik, a space rock band whose live shows were described as a giant swirling maelstrom filling most of the venue with lush, textured soundscapes. The tune comes off their fifth album, Monster of the Absolute, Released October 16th, 2009 at the FMA. Cool. <laughs> 
Okay, second set opens with pieces based on keywords perfectly appropriate for political horror. First up, after a nod from Candyman, is Brand New Nazi by Achievements, an abstract, hard-style chiptune band from somewhere in Italy, off the album From Picks to G, originally released in 2010 on Spitoto Records and posted at the FMA in January 2016. Then, after a word from Inglorious Bastard Lieutenant Aldo Rain, we have Fascist by Ross Cole, a noise rock industrial artist out of Washington, D.C., off the album Hail, released February 14, 2017, at the FMA on a Creative Commons free-to-share-and-adapt license. And after that, we have Henry Ford with a Fascist, by David Rovix, a folk artist who was a full-time busker in the Boston subways in the 90s and at last check lives in Portland, Oregon and tours regularly on four continents as a professional flat-picking rabble-rouser. He has shared the stage with a veritable who's who of the left in two dozen countries and his essays are published regularly on Counterpunch and elsewhere. Cool. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? I am Jewish. My daughter is Jewish. Are you saying to me that if given the chance, you would kill my daughter? In a second, every Jew shall be killed. They are from the devil, the devil's children. I am Jewish. My daughter is Jewish. Are you saying to me that if given the chance, you would kill my daughter? In a second, every Jew shall be killed. They are from the devil, the devil's children. I hate the evil. I hate you. I hate the evil. I hate you. Each and every man under my command owes me 100 Nazi scalps. And I want my scalps.
with Baton Al Ghul, a post-rock ambient number by Of Mwau Om, a previously featured group from Oshawa, Ontario. Uh, the piece refers to the valley of Baton Al Ghul in southern Iraq, also known as the Belly of the Beast or the Devil's Hole. It's the opening track from the 2014 LP Janun Jaram Kretik, posted to the FMA in February this year. And after a quip from Bella Lugosi's Count Dracula, we have A Really Dark Alley, another heady atmospheric piece from the Loyalty Freak music album Witchy Batty Spooky Halloween in September. Then we wrap up with Vampire Hunter by Kaleidoplasm, the previously featured experimental hip-hop outfit from Truth of Consequences, New Mexico, off the album Black Dragon Chemistry Club, released September 28th, 2022, at the Free Music Archive.
listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make.
Okay. In the log, I spent the first week of October observing my birthdays, actual and official, by putting in a few days joyriding on the bike, as in only carrying my patch kit and once again feeling the joy of not hauling a load. I rode up to and along the Embarcadero, weaving lightly through the sparse crowds of weekday tourists, joggers, and electric scooters. Fleet Week was just getting started, and the weather was gorgeous. It was great beating the crowds that would choke the waterfront when the Blue Angels would buzz the city later on in the week. Meanwhile, I finally rounded out my formal cycling outfit. Uh, I found a pair of athletic shorts for a reasonable San Francisco price, long enough to wear over my cycling shorts. And for long distance riding, I got a pair of Vans old school skate shoes with a stiffer sole so I won't be feeling the pedals like with my regular sneakers. Uh, so after Fleet Week, the weather cooled down to cloudy with a chance of light rain. On a cloudy Tuesday, I rode up to the park and found the field freshly mowed and very wet. So after a quick pitch with just the tent pegs, I added the carabiners and guy lines and extended the pole to a full four feet. I got a better tent shape by placing the pole between the handlebars and the seat, but I could see that the six-foot guidelines are almost twice as long as I need. Uh, it was also clear that the four-foot interior height still wasn't enough to accommodate the camp chair and made the angle of the sides too steep. There was only enough room to sit up on the ground without my shoulder grazing the tarp. The camp chair would have to stay outside, so there's no point staking the tent pole any higher than three or three and a half feet. And is there such a thing as a portable floor seat with back support? Anyway, with all the wet grass on the tarps and the bags, it took an extra eight to ten minutes to strike camp and take the leave no trace picture. I didn't do the chair after all, but then I haven't done the bug bivy frame in the sleeping bag either. I'll make another set of shorter guy lines, and I'm taking a few more joy rides before the next practice session. Okay, for one more tune, we close out with one last clip from the horror classic Cat People, then Visit of the Queen of Sheba by Vampire Suit, a Balkan Middle Eastern New York edition fusion group found at the unsigned band web. A vampire Suit creates a highly personal musical texture that takes you from the tribal dances of North Africa to the marshes of the Balkans. You'll find the piece on the album Gaze at Your Umphalos, released in April 2004. Oh, I hadn't realized how dark it was getting. I like the dark. It's friendly.
Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. Show notes and band links are on the pie page, and episodes are now on Amazon Music and Audible. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, subscribe already. Uh, Tell your friends it's roughly every two weeks. And... Okay, parting shots this time is kind of obvious. What with the corporate media openly and actively campaigning against Joe Biden and wanting a country in more partisan chaos because it's more profitable and the sad prospect that with Kevin McCarthy booted from House Speaker, the only choices are between insurrection asshole Jim Jordan and David Duke without the baggage asshole Stephen Scalise. Well, what do you know? Steve Scalise is now out of the race. So what? The big news this week was the cowardly terrorist attack by the religious extremist gang Hamas against Israel, which some have called Israel's 9-11. No, I see it as Israel's Vietnam, specifically the Tet Offensive, because it happened during Simchat Torah, because this was an unjustified But it wasn't an unprovoked attack due to the last 15 years of apartheid oppression in Gaza and the almost daily ethnic cleansing of Gaza and the West Bank by the IDF and violent armed settlers. I repeat, nothing justifies the invasion, kidnapping, and slaughter of innocent Israeli citizens, just as this cowardly attack doesn't justify the ongoing carnage the IDF is inflicting on innocent Palestinian citizens in hot-blooded revenge by the religious extremists in Netanyahu's now-declared war government. Here's another Vietnam-era term nobody else is using yet either. My Lai Massacre. But we'll see once the IDF does a ground invasion of Gaza after the carpet bombing. Meanwhile, both Biden and the GQP are competing over who can write the biggest blank check of standing with Israel, as any mentions of historical context or dead Palestinian children are pissed on as anti-Semitic, when it has to be pointed out, again, that Palestinians are also Semites. So here's a bit more context. There was a large and growing opposition movement of Israeli citizens against the far-right and near-fascist Netanyahu government that has had a virtual stake pounded into its heart by the profoundly stupid and desperate actions of Hamas, who attacked, for many reasons, but for one, because a number of IDF divisions were pulled from the Gaza border to aid settler actions in the West Bank, despite Egyptian intelligence warning that Hamas was up to something big. And let's not also forget that some of the top secrets, the former orange guy, slipped to Putin during those private conversations. Yeah, some of those top secrets was about Israeli intelligence. And if some of y'all still insist Iran had some part to play in this bloodshed, that's a loose thread to pursue. But the corporate media ain't talking about that either. Show themes, Acid Trumpet, Back Vibes, and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Bike Bell number 3 by CDRK found at freesound.org and no I don't know what the next episode is going to be yet so we'll see I'm Larry trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission still in San Francisco working to get on the road and off the grid